QB1 and QB2 of the 2023 NFL Draft is locked. But who is QB3? And how high should we draft them? We're going to give you the names, and we're going to talk about it next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out to, for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, and I got to kick it over to my partner in crime, my guy, Mr. LSU 2019 National Champion with them LSU Bengal Tigers, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on X at the talent code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, Senior Draft Analyst with the Draft Network, man. And my guy, DP, introduces the 2019 National Champ. So, you know, we are here to bring you that championship-level content. It's around the NFL Draft 24-7, 365, your dynamic duo. We are who you come to, man. We talk college football. We talk NFL football. And what we like to say on this podcast, it all starts with the NFL Draft, and we are in NFL Draft season. DP, so let's get this thing started, man. You hit it at – you hit it. Added already. We're going to talk about who is QB3, man. There are five names, six names, potentially even seven names in this QB3 race. Then we're going to go into the latest NFL draft order. Why? Because they maybe have too many teams that need quarterbacks and possibly not enough quarterbacks. So we're going to have that discussion also. And then we're going to wrap this thing up with our traditional segment on Tuesdays, the Rookie Report. So, DP, before we get that thing started, man, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Keith, who is QB3? Who, when you look at this situation, Keith, two questions. Who is QB3? And then once we figure that out, how high are we drafting QB3? Right. Okay. So let's let's talk about the discussion for QB three, right? And the quarterbacks that are in it, in that discussion. And I'm, I'm gonna start. We obviously with Caleb Williams and Drake May. We're not discussing those guys because we feel like that's one and two in some sequential order, right? But you go with you go with Bo Nix from Oregon, right? You have Michael Penix from Washington. Then you get to JJ McCarthy from Michigan. Then you get the Shador Sanders from Colorado. Then you wrap this thing up with Jaden Daniels, Mister Dual Threat himself, and Quinn Ewers. From Texas, DP, that was five, six names right there, all vying for the QB3 role. So if you ask me who is QB3, DP, can I say I don't know? And that's a great thing, right? And because it's right. it's really going to be DP. And we'll get into the teams in, in the next segment, right? But it, maybe it's a what's your flavor, right? What quarterback matches your scheme and your system? Because Jaden Daniels, right, he looks like I should be on the phone and I should be able to call DP, what's my guy that um that was the OC? Greg Roman, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if Greg Roman's the OC, I'm drafting Jane Daniels, right? Because I'm gonna let him run, I'm gonna let him run the football. He's gonna throw the football from time to time. So uh, if, if that's the situation, then Quinn Ewers, right? Like this is a very uh, he's a timing anticipate and anticipatory thrower. That word almost got me caught up. Um, very smart, very intelligent thrower of the football. So I'm thinking about hey, if I'm if if I'm a if I'm a general manager slash owner and I just hired Ben Johnson from the Lions DP, 
I'm going with the Quinn Ewers type football player, right? And then we also talked about we have probably, what, five, six um, versions of the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan offense where all of these guys are sprinkled across the NFL as head coaches, right, and OCs. So you think about that from that perspective, then that's when you think about the Michael Penix, the Bo Nix, right, and, and quarterbacks like that. So, DP, the answer is, is I don't know, and, but that's a really exciting thing for me right now as far as who's QB3. No, 100% key because I, I, one thing we, I'm with you. I don't know either, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I want prior to last weekend's games, it probably would have been JJ McCarthy. And then Sharon Moore said, You're not throwing a single pass in the second half of this game versus Penn State. <laughs> That scares you, right? Because you're like, do they know something we don't know, right? Like, because we we watch the tape and we say, man, JJ McCarthy, he can make all the throws, all the NFL throws, right? He's athletic, he has a really good arm, um, accurate, right? And then they say, you know what? Don't throw the football. We're trying to win the game, and you're sitting there like, does Michigan staff right. know no, something legit. we don't know? Like what? Like what is the reason for that? So it's like you know you have JJ McCarthy, right? So then you you look at Bo Nixon. We talked about him on yesterday's part, like linking him to potentially to Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. But it's like, all right, what if Sean McVay isn't in the position to draft QB three? What if it's the New England Patriots? Will Bill right. Belichick or somebody else take Bo Nix? I don't think so, right? So it's like the QB three thing is going to be so fluid, and Keith, it is going to be based off a team, based off a scheme. It's not going to be a situation where someone looks at QB three and think I'm getting like this ain't this isn't 2023 where you say I'm drafting Anthony Richardson at QB three and I can model my offense around him and I got a star like immediately right and we saw the impact of Anthony Richardson the first couple of weeks of the season before he got hurt right after being drafted behind Bryce Young and CJ Stroud but that's not the case now Keith it's like some a lot of these guys are more going to be more depending on where they fall, where they land, who's around them. And it's like, okay, I like you said, I don't know. And it's like, okay, in that case, once we figure out who that is, how high will we draft them, right? So if it is a Jaden Daniels, if it is, you know, if it is a Bull Knicks, are we drafting those guys top 10? Probably not right now, right? I, I, would, I could see myself probably falling closer to Jaden Daniels because I, watching the tape, I feel like what he does, on a week-to-week basis, I'm watching him take over games. You know what I'm saying? All around take over games. And, like, that type of stuff does translate. He's not just a guy who has to run, but it's that it's that true bonus, like, benefit to where if you want to play heavy man-to-man as a defense, cool, go right ahead. You know what I'm saying? But just better tell your pass rushers, don't get out of their lanes, because if they do and there's nothing there to stop me, I'm going to gas you for 60. You know what I mean? Yep. It's that type of situation. And it's, it's going to be – this is going to be probably the the funnest race to watch unfold this draft season, Keith, because it, it, as much people will say, well, I want to know who's going to be QB one or two out of Caleb and Drake. The point is we know it's going to be either Caleb or Drake. You know what I mean? We don't, This isn't a situation where the Raiders draft Jerry uh, – not Jerry, uh, Henry Ruggs over Jerry Judy and over uh, C.D. Lamb. and all, no, I, That's not going to happen with the quarterback situation. That QB three spot where nobody has a definitive answer, right? We got some people saying Carson Beck at Georgia, who I expect him to go back to school. Yeah, I, I seen that too. I was like, I thought he was going to come back, but who, who knows, right, DP? And just to kind of transition a little bit, right, to your second question of how high can he go, 
DP, I mean, we can only look at relevant draft history, right? And we look at that, what, was that 2021? Was that 2020, 2021? The Trevor Lawrence draft, right? It was Trevor yep. Lawrence, and then it was like every team that needed a quarterback, they just kind of stockpiled on, you know what? We're jumping all the way up there, right? And we see, was that five in the first round? That was Yeah, it was Trevor, Zach at two, Trey Lance at, what, three, three right? Yep. San Fran moved up to three, then – uh then the Bears moved up from, I think, what, 20 to 11 to yep. get fields. And then Bill Belichick stat, stood pat at 15 and drafted Mac Jones. Yeah, so that, that was five, right? Five within the first 15 picks. So you asked me where could quarterback three go DP? Go as high as you want to go, right? Quarterback three could be pick number three, to be completely honest, because I don't expect – and, and it's, it's more so about quarterback one and two, right? The fact that we think that these guys are going to go one and two off of the board, right? Especially if there's quarterback needy teams, then the next team up is, is going to have to be QB three, right? Like that's that's just how it's going to go. And DP, I want to keep this thing going, right? And I think it leads right to the perfect segue when we talk about DP quarterback three, right? And we say how high can it go? I'm going to list off these teams real quick, right? And we're going to get into this discussion: Chicago Bears, New York Giants, New England Patriots, Chicago Bears again, the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams. The Denver Broncos, DP, all of those picks are with inside the top 10. So the question is, how high can QB3 go? As high as it wants to go. But the next question is, or the next issue that we're going to address is, are there too many teams and not enough quarterbacks? We're going to get into that discussion coming up next, man. Too many teams, not enough quarterbacks. We spend a lot of time together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for the connection that we have. And today I want to chat to get a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. Do you realize what that means? Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for, major, for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio medications. If you or someone you love would like to get a peace of mind or some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use our code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Remember to use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. You, you named a lot of teams. You named a lot of teams in the top 10. And then at the end of that, you said, there may not be enough quarterbacks. You know what we can't do, Keith? We can't have a draft. Like, what was that, 2012, right? When it was like Christian Ponder, Jake oh, Locker, yeah. Emmanuel. It, it went, Cam, Newton went, Cam Newton went one DP. Jake yep. Locker went pick eight. Blaine Gabber went pick 10. Christian Ponder went pick 12. Then we had a gap who was probably the next best quarterback Um Outside of, well, the next two, honestly, outside of uh, Cam Newton, right? Because in the second round, the top of the second, you got Andy Dalton and Colin Kaepernick, right? And and what we're going to focus on that those middle names, right? I'm pretty sure that's where you was going with this. Oh, 100%. We, we can't have that, right? Where where we're taking guys, where, where teams are convincing themselves, right? Yeah. That yeah. quarterback is so important that we have to reach, right? And that's not what you, and, and I'm going to tell you what that does, Keith. You, that, that that allows a team like the Philadelphia Eagles to draft off a of luxury because you just keep yeah. letting good players fall to them on the board. You let the Baltimore Ravens get top-tier players because you're reaching for positional need and value, right? So 
when you look at this draft and you look at those names, Keith, and, and, and I, guys, I have the like right now, Tankathon has a draft order. The Giants and the Bears and Giants are at one and two. New England right now, New England has leapfrogged Arizona. New England's at three, Arizona's at four, right? They got Green Bay at six, Rams at seven, Tennessee with Will Levis at eight, Russell Wilson, Denver at nine. And then the team that I, I listen, the Atlanta Falcons at 10. There, it's at least five to six teams in that bunch, Keith, that need quarterbacks. But there's not enough to, in terms of talent and value. Like, I, I feel like if teams were to reach, if the draft were today and six of those teams would take quarterbacks, that front office is fired within two years because you just made a terrible, terrible mistake. Because somebody's going to pass up on Marvin Harrison Jr. Somebody's going to pass up on, on Joe Alt. Olu Fashani, right? On Chop Robinson. Somebody's going to pass up on these guys. Jerzon Newton. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to pass up on all these Kool-Aid McKinstry, right? Because you ask, you ask me, DP, is Michael Penix Keon a better Coleman, player than Kool-Aid McKinstry? No. Right. He's not. He's a quarterback, but Kool-Aid McKinstry is one of the best quarterbacks in this class, one of the best player defense, one of the best players in the country. Beside the position, Keith. So, this is going to be interesting. How, te- how this thing plays out, man? Because it's like our discipline, uh, Keith. Yeah, and we we about to unlock something, and and we we're gonna have to save it for another podcast, right? But the, you kind of hint towards it, and it's which teams are quarterback ready, right? Which teams have the situation for a quarterback? Because we talk about the QB. That's a whole topic for a different show. Yeah, that's why I say we'll we'll, we'll save that for another show and and really dive into that. But, yeah, you're looking at the draft order, and I want to say this. Guess what? Teams, if you need a quarterback and you're not trying to have to come to the end of the the NFL season, into draft season, and have to trade away three first-rounders and, you know, another another second-rounder in 2025 or something like that, I, I'm not, I hate to say this because we know that this goes against what I feel, right? But if your team is bad, you better go ahead and commit to losing, right? Stop playing around because they got some teams losing out here, right? The Cardinals are losing. The Cardinals are taking the mails. They're stacking them up. The Patriots, the Patriots are bad. The Patriots, the Patriots are not good. So the Chicago Bears, right? They're, they're, hey, Justin Fields, his finger messed up again, right? So this Tyson Bader thing, they losing some games out there, DP. So – I'm just looking at it from that perspective, and I'm like, yes, like they, if, if you're a team sitting towards the the the, or you feel like you need a quarterback, right? Because these are the teams that's going to be stuck in no man's land, right? Like that the Atlanta Falcons. What, what are y'all going to do, right? Like the Atlanta Falcons, the Denver Broncos. Do you plan on running that thing back? Tennessee DP. Now that there has to be, and we talked about this last week, right? The excitement of Will Levis. How do Titans fans feel now? I think obviously he's going to need more time. You know what I'm saying? To be able to get the clear picture. But if they lose out, DP, where, where are the Tennessee Titans going to be in this draft? And if he looked the way he did this past Sunday as they're losing out, yes, a conversation has to be had. Yeah, it's, it, a conversation will be had, right? So I, I definitely think there's so many different discussions to pull away from it. But if you if you look at it right now, he's sitting with the Chicago Bears with – I mean, they have two picks in the top five, DP, and you, you can't beat that, right? And, and, and that number one pick is Carolina's picks. And you feel really good about what Carolina is doing over there as far as – To give you a number one pick and secure games, right? <laughs> to secure that number one – no, 100%, Keith. And, you know, when you look at – you know, that – you know, when you look at all these teams, right, like – who could get like who, who in this top 10? Who could get away with, in my opinion, who could get away with not drafting a quarterback? I think Denver could get away with it. 
of course, Arizona, right? What we saw this weekend from Kyler Murray, he just looked like Kyler Murray who never, he looked like he never got hurt, man. You know what I'm saying? To do the stuff he was able to do to, to put that team on his back and lead them to a victory late in that game, right? And I think there was a quote where they said he, he went to the coach, uh, the coach, Coach Gannon said, he walked up to me and said, I'm going to lead us down there and get us in position to win. And he did that, right? So I don't, I think they're, they're, as long as that continues, I think that the Cardinals, you can kind of wipe them out of the QB conversation. But then you kind of look at the Jordan Love thing with Green Bay. Like, do they do they say, well, David Bottiari is continuing. Like, he's out again. Do we go left tackle and just trust that Jordan Love can take an ascension in year two as a starter, even though he's been in the league for four or five years, right? This is his first year as a full-time starter and getting those reps, right? At, like you said with Atlanta, like, y'all put yourselves in this position by – Sticking with the head coach who wants to run the ball like it's 1965 right. and, and not and drafting passing options to still not throw the ball and not know what Desmond Ritter was entering the 2023 NFL draft. DP, some of these some of these teams, they're going to have to pull almost a, like a Geno Smith esque type situation, right? Like to be completely honest, to where y'all are gonna have to bet bet on a Our veteran guy. And, yeah, and, and him doing things that you've never seen him do before, and that's why I see even with the Chicago Bears in a position in a position to to load up even more is that if if you were the Atlanta Falcons, there was no other time to get aggressive, right? And in, in what you were doing because if you if you're in a position to bench Desmond Ritter and and put Taylor Heineke, who's I, I don't want to call him a journeyman because I feel like he's only been on two or three teams, right? But right. he's kind of he, he's relegated to that backup role, right? And if you're making that transition before the deadline, then why not call about Justin Fields? Listen, let me get this guy off of your hands. Chicago Bears, y'all in rebuild anyway, right? Let me get right. this guy off your hands. I will give you a second or third round pick. So it, it, it looks PR-wise, it looks decent for y'all, right? Like y'all trade away second week picks, right? We'll send you one, right? Y'all, y'all send right. second round picks like it's nothing, right? So we'll <laughs> we'll give you a second round pick. How about that? You know what I'm saying? And then you get aggressive with a Justin Fields and say, hey, how can we move forward with that? Right. And then Justin Fields, he's from from Georgia, from the Atlanta area, right? Like everything would have been seamless. And I think you feel okay about moving forward with that combination, and at least giving that a year because you know that Justin Fields. His tools, athleticism, are superior to what Tyler Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter has on their team. So I think that's going to be the the dynamic that some teams are going to have to take. They're going to have to take a gamble on on quarterbacks that we've never seen to do it before, but we we'll have to try to see if they can do it. No, without question, whether that's you know if Minnesota says, "Hey, they're winning right now," right? I mean, looking at Tankathon, let me see where they are right now. Minnesota six and four. They're they're right now. They're projected to have the twenty first pick in the NFL draft if it was today. Mm -hmm. So they're not worried about a quarterback. They're trying. Kevin O'Connell is trying to prove, man, I can get it done. Right, I, I'm one of the best head coaches in the, in the league, and now Josh Dobbs is having a career resurgence. Shout out to him, a feel good story, right? But I don't think he's a, he's not under contract for a long period of time. So it's like, no. okay, will they open the checkbook and pay him, or will another team open the checkbook and pay him? Will the Atlanta Falcons, or could we see another team uh, make a trade for Justin Fields? Does somebody try and go get Trey Lance and say, you know what, let's just keep this top 10 pick. Let's get the best player available and let's bring this young man in. It's a low risk, high reward situation, right? If it bang, if it booms, it booms. If it plummets, cool. We draft, we'll find we'll be in a much better situation 
for the 2025 NFL draft where it does it won't be because right now this feel like this feel very NBA-ish, Keith. Where you know what I'm saying, everybody's kind of losing up. We got to get Wimby. You know what I mean? We yeah. we we, we got to get up there to get Wimby uh, or, or a Sword Thompson, a Min Thompson, whoever. Like that's what it feels like. It feels like the NBA where those bottom tier teams are like, we want we're gonna look competitive. And then we're gonna lose in the fourth quarter. Like we're not stupid, you know. What I mean? Like yep, so that's nah. how it looks to me, man. So I, I it's going to be interesting, Keith, to see who stands pat, who makes that decision. You know, Baker Mayfield will be a free agent, and he's playing good ball. Who's going to make that decision to deal with to just say, "Let me get a veteran. I can start this veteran all season. Maybe I'll wor- worry about another quarterback in, in, in round two and three and four, right?" And let me just build this team up because, like, like we always say, man, a quarterback, as we've seen with Bryce Young, it don't matter how, how talented or how good of a prospect it is, if you put them in a terrible situation, you're going to get terrible results. Yep, with DP, let's keep this thing going. Let's keep it flowing, man. Next up, man, our traditional Tuesday segment, The Rookie Report. We're going to bring about the report of the rookies that are performing well in the NFL, and we're going to talk about those guys. So coming up next is our Rookie Report. Continue to score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Guys, right now, brand new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Let me repeat that. Right now, brand new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, my first question is, why are you still thinking and contemplating? Let's put some action to it. Go do it. I do it. I use it, right? There's no better time or place to get in on all of the action, all right? The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. What rookie are you want? Do you want to highlight for rookie report after what week ten of the NFL season? DP is almost boring to this point, right? But it's like <laughs> CJ Straw did it again, right? Like you right. I, I, and and how, right? Like because and you even watched like the Sunday NFL countdown, and I completely agree with them, right? They were talking about the matchup, uh, you know, before kickoff, before twelve o'clock kickoff. They're talking about the matchup, and it's like, yeah, the Texans going into you know Cincinnati, and it's like. Texas are playing really good football. C.J. Stroud looks really good. I heard Joe comparison where they compare C.J. Stroud to Joe Burrow, right? You know, it's something that you've talked about through the draft process. Sounds like they're biting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they, they talked about that. And then it was like, yeah, good Texans team, but the Bengals are going to just show them that, you know, it's just not their time. And what happened? The Texans win a football game, right? So you're sitting there like, who, who, is this the real deal? Another, like, another game-winning drive. Right, and, and is this just not a Cinderella story, but the real thing, right? So I'm I'm going to rookie report, talk about Cedar Stroud once again. Man, listen, the dude is locked in. He's dialed in. He's balling out. So rookie report, I just had to tip my cap to him because that's a playoff team. That was one of the hottest teams, NFL, led by one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the best offenses, best, most honestly, one of the most well-rounded rosters in the NFL. And they competed with him and won the football game. Yeah, I mean, 23 of 39, right? 356 passing yards. You know, his completion percentage was was 59. Uh, you know, one, you know, one passing touchdown, but he also had a rushing touchdown in that game against Cincy, and he had the one interception. But just 
the the high level, the high IQ. I'm planning on breaking it down on Twitter. That you know the the seam throw to uh to Dalton Schultz. I want to break that down in, in the next day once the tape comes through and really kind of showcase what he did pre-snap, what he saw, and how he was able to manipulate and move guys. Man, he he's just playing at such a high level, Keith. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I can't recall the last time I seen a, a rookie quarterback play at this level. Like you know what I mean? It, it's not like he's on a very like this, he's on a young team. He's not on a team with filled with he's on a young team. John Mechie, second year player, right? Tank Dell, first year player. Dalton Schultz is a veteran. Nico Collins is a of you know what, a three, a third year, fourth year player. It, it almost like, seems like this is his first time getting run, though, right? Like this is his first time. You wonder <laughs> Davis Mills, why couldn't you get him the football this whole time you were in in Houston, right? So it, it's just outstanding what I'm seeing from him, Keith. But I'm gonna tell you something, man, and I'm I'm gonna keep this a buck, bro. People and I, if if anybody that follows me on X, you know, formerly known as Twitter, when everybody was losing their mind about how the Lions were not using Jameer Gibbs, I was quiet. You want to know why? I'm not stupid. I wasn't about to sit here and lose my mind because they were running the veteran and running David Montgomery into walls of defenses and let him take all the hits and then he ended up getting banged up. Right? Then we see when he got when he got hurt and he missed uh, a week or so they finally started to feed Jameer Gibbs, right? We saw that, what was it, the uh, previous week. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He got NFL workload. Well, this game in a shootout versus um, the Los Angeles Chargers, I think this game was in L.A. on the road. Jameer Gibbs, 14 carries, 77 yards rushing, five and a half yards per carry, two rushing touchdowns. He also chipped in with three receptions for 35 yards, over 11, almost 12 yards per catch. This young man is showing why he was the pick. Shout out to Brad Holmes, that GM, Keith, because a lot of people ridiculed him. We've talked about it multiple times. Oh, he took a linebacker in the first round. He took a running back in the top 12. Those aren't high positional values on the positional value chart. The numbers don't add up to being valuable positions. Whatever. Nobody cares about none of that. They win in games, right? I think they only have, what, they got two losses on the on the season. And not only that, they're four and one away from the dome, right? That's big time. Like they're playing good football, man. Jameer Gibbs, I think they're going to continue to get him the football. Uh, and I know that David Montgomery still had a big day because he had like a 75-yard run, but that's the majority of his, his yards came from the run game was a 75-yard run. He had 116, and 75 of that came from one carry. You know what I'm saying? Most of, of Jameer Gibbs' production, you saw the speed, the patience, everything, man. So I just People got people to just relax and continue to allow them to, to, to really continue to give him his opportunities because this Detroit Lions offense is going to be a problem as it gets deeper and deeper into the season. I agree. Jameer Gibbs is unlocking another level, man. Just staying patient with him and allow him to do what he does, right? Do what he do, do what he does. And, DP, that's exactly what we're doing over here, man. We are the Locked On NFL Draft, the best draft podcast there is out there. Like we say, we talk college football. We talk NFL football. It all starts with the NFL Draft, man. I want y'all to hit the like button, the subscribe button, the comment button, and you can comment directly to us, right? You can find me, Keith Sanchez, on X at D-Tenico. You can find DP. Damian Parsons, you can find him at DP underscore NFL, man. And like we always like to say, man, y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. 
Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you all for making Locked on NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. On tomorrow's show, you already know we'll have draft scenarios. We'll have more stuff. Maybe Dame's Dudes comes back this week. We'll see. we got a lot to talk about between now and tomorrow. But, guys, listen, talk to us because we do talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.